millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I know that it's probably every girl's dream to find true love and get married to a charming, handsome man. We all have some sort of idea of what we want our weddings to be like. But we think of other things too, right? Surely there was more to a girl's life than aspiring to get married. Wrong. Bouquets, corsages, bridesmaids, cake, garlands. All I could think about was my wedding day. I was obsessed. So obsessed that at the age of seven, I already had a wedding scrapbook. In it, I stuck pictures of wedding dresses, floral arrangements, and countless outfit ideas for bridesmaids, maids of honor, and flower girls. I had an entire 10 pages just for wedding cakes. As I got older, my dream continued to grow. I still have my scrapbook, but I started using Pinterest instead. I spent hours on there. I collected more wedding ideas and made virtual friends who were also obsessed with weddings. They were much older than me because I was still only 16. 16 was an exciting age because it meant that soon I could be legally married. But first, I had to find someone suitable enough to be my husband. I dated several guys in high school, but nothing ever worked out. My biggest heartbreak was with Harvey. We had been going steady for seven months. He had most of the qualities I was looking for. He was smart, good-looking, and his parents were rich. Most importantly, he'd look great in a tux. But one day, I was using his laptop to browse some more floral arrangements when I discovered that he was cheating on me. Some girl named Hannah was sending him messages complimenting him on what a great kisser he was and how she looked forward to more dates with him in the future. How could he do this to me? I'd lost my husband. So the next few months were quite depressing for me. I tried talking to friends, but that didn't help. I tried reading books on how to get over an ex-boyfriend, but that didn't help either. One afternoon, I tried window shopping at a bridal store to cheer myself up. I didn't realize that this would add to my heartbreak. I started crying, and as I tried to leave the store, I bumped into the most sinister-looking woman I had ever seen. What's wrong, sweetie? 
she grinned. Um, nothing, I'm okay, I replied. Oh, Daisy, I can tell that something is wrong. Anyway, that boy didn't deserve you. Cheating on you like that? What a douchebag. Would you like to join me for a cup of tea next door? She said. How did she know my name? I was surprised that she knew about my situation and a bit intrigued by her whole demeanor. I figured I had nothing left to lose, so I followed her next door to the little tea shop. I had never noticed it before. We sat down and the waiter immediately served us. Somehow, he knew exactly what I wanted. What's going on? How did he... I gasped. Well, dear, some of us are just extraordinary. She winked at me. What? I went completely blank. What would you say if I could introduce you to a group of people who would make all your dreams come true? I know that you are sad now, but this change could really turn your life around for the better. She said. A group of people? What are you all? Witches? I asked. She started laughing so much she nearly spilled her drink. Of course not, dear. We are just extraordinary people who are able to see and do more than, you know, ordinary ones. You could have a really bright future with us. We will ensure that you always have enough money and that you will never endure any hardship in life. You just have to be completely devoted to us and we will take care of the rest. You'll have enough money to do whatever you please and you will always be comfortable in life, she explained. This sounds like a cult, I said. Don't call it that. Let's just use the word organization instead. Think about it. Come back tomorrow after you've made up your mind and I'll introduce you to our leader, she said. I finished my drink and left. That night, I thought really hard. I had really sort of given up on finding true love. So if I could have everything else, then why should I hesitate? I guessed I could always leave if I wasn't happy or if I wasn't too freaked out by everything. I showed up at the tea shop the next day and the strange woman was already waiting for me. She sat at a larger table with two men who looked just as strange. Hi, Daisy. We've been waiting for you. One of them said, Um, hi, I replied. Have you made your decision? The woman asked. Yes, I'm in, I said so excitedly I surprised myself. Great. My name is Esme, by the way. This is Robert, our leader, she said while pointing to the man who had been silent. I'm very pleased to hear about your interest in our organization. Before you can become a full member, you must be initiated. Please follow me, he said. He led us to a door which led to a huge empty room. There was a stage on one end. This is where we have meetings and perform rituals, he said. My eyes nearly dropped out of my head. Did he just say rituals? What had I gotten myself into? Don't worry, we won't make you do anything too intense in the beginning, he said. He explained certain details that I can't reveal in this video, and then I signed a contract which sort of said that they owned me from then on. I would have to do everything they said, but I'd always have everything I wanted and more, so I was okay with that. I attended all meetings and rituals until I became a well-known member of the group. I was still balancing this life with school and home. Nobody knew I was a part of this group, not even my best friend. When I left to go to meetings, my parents just thought I was going to dance practice or hang out with my friends. I felt very happy to be part of a group where I belonged. Even if we were engaged in some really strange activities, it was the best part of my life until my final year of high school, the year I met Richard. Richard moved to our school from a nearby school because he was expelled. He never told me why, but I tried to just see him for who he was. I couldn't imagine him doing anything bad at all, ever. He was well-mannered and polite. In fact, he was the perfect gentleman. We met when my Spanish teacher asked him to sit next to me. I felt so comfortable talking to him that we exchanged numbers and spoke more frequently until we were inseparable. We did almost everything together. We studied, watched movies, read the same books, and hung out almost every weekend. As we grew closer and closer, I began to remember the dream I always had to get married to the perfect man and have a perfect wedding. Although we were closer than
than ever. I could never tell him about my secret life in the cult. I didn't want to imagine what he'd think about me after that, so I always kept it hidden. This went on for two years after we left high school. We were both working to save money for college, and although we still lived with our parents, we were trying to figure out how we could eventually live together. One afternoon, as we went strolling hand in hand through the park, Richard said, Hey, we've been working very hard. Why don't we go on a mini vacation? Where could we go? We don't have much money, I said. Don't worry, I've got a plan. Just pack a bag, he replied while smiling. The next weekend, he blindfolded me and I got into his car. After a few hours of driving, he finally said, We're here! When I took off the blindfold, I was in front of the most luxurious hotel I had ever seen in my life. You're kidding, right? We can't afford this, I said. Come with me, he smiled. He took me up to our room, which was lit by candlelight and filled with the scent of roses. It's so beautiful here. It's like we're on our honeymoon, I squealed with joy. Our honeymoon will be even better, he smirked. Suddenly, he got down on one knee and asked me to marry him. Yes, yes, I will marry you, I said while jumping into his arms. We had the most amazing weekend ever. When we got back to our town, I decided that it was time to start planning my wedding. I was finally going to achieve my biggest dream ever. I took out all my scrapbooks and began reviewing my old ideas. I had about 20 color schemes planned and 10 potential venues. I began to imagine my life after the wedding too. Our honeymoon would be perfect. We'd have a lovely house and a perfect little family. While I was filled with thoughts of my future with Richard, my phone rang. It was Esme. I sighed and snapped back to reality. I didn't see you this weekend. What's going on? She said. I had to leave town for a while, I replied. I need you to come to the meeting room this afternoon. She said and then hung up. I sat down filled with dread. I was so caught up in my bliss that I had completely forgotten that I was part of this organization. Now that Richard had asked me to marry him, I was finally going to have what I had always wanted. I didn't need to be part of their group any longer. Also, Richard would never approve. What would I tell him? What would I tell our children? I had to find a way to get out, but I didn't know how. I went to the meeting a few minutes early, and Esme was already waiting. I explained to her that my boyfriend proposed and that I might not be able to continue my life with them. She stared at me for a while and then said, Part of our agreement is that you're not allowed to leave, ever. If if you do, we will have to harm you. You're already too deep. You know too many of our secrets. After the meeting, I went home and decided to simply continue like I always had, hiding my secret from Richard and everyone else who knew me. Fast forward to my wedding day. Everything was going just as planned. We had decided on an outdoor wedding with a beautiful garden. I looked gorgeous in my wedding dress and my bridal party was just as fabulous. As my father walked me down the aisle, I nearly cried because it was all happening exactly how I had always imagined it as a child. I stared at Richard, who was even more handsome than he usually was. I wanted to kiss and embrace him right there, even before we said our vows. The ceremony was ideal until the priest asked, Does anyone object to this union? I heard a loud voice from the crowd. We do. I turned my head and realized that 10 of my cult members were standing up. They were all dressed in black. Esme walked up to the podium and took the microphone. Daisy belongs to us, and we do not approve of this marriage. We have already decided who her husband will be, and it is not Richard, she said. How could you do this to me? Please don't. I love him, I pleaded. Richard's eyes filled with tears. How could you keep something like this from me? I trusted you, he said. I felt horrible. 
Bill. Suddenly, five cops came running down the aisle. They grabbed Richard. You're under the arrest for an involvement in the recent bank robbery and under investigation for a string of robberies which happened in the last few months. One of the officers said, "It all made sense. That was how he got all that money." Richard, I screamed. Although he lied to me and he was probably a thief, he was still the love of my life. My heart ached. Esme looked at me emotionlessly. "Come on, let's go." I had no choice but to follow while leaving all our guests in awe. I guess this is a wedding they'll never forget. Hi, I'm Daisy, and you might remember the story about how my dream wedding was ruined by my dark secret. This is what happened next. After Esme and the other cult members ruined my wedding, they drove me several miles away to a small isolated house. It was surrounded by trees and there were no other people inside. There, I was confined to a dark bedroom. I was told that I was on punishment for trying to get married. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. To someone who is not part of the cult. The small room had only one tiny window, which I would often look through while feeling extreme sadness that I had ruined my life. Why were the birds allowed to fly around happily while I was drowning in sorrow? I should never have joined this cult. If I hadn't, I'd be on my honeymoon with Richard. If he hadn't been arrested, that is. It was all too complicated. I'd spend most of my days crying. My phone and other electronic devices were taken away, so I was not even able to contact my friends or family. I wasn't even allowed to read books. I was given food three times a day, but it was usually stale or tasteless. But before I continue, like and subscribe to this channel, or you will never eat delicious food again. After what seemed like months, I was finally told that I could leave, but I would have to make my own way back. I followed the path until I reached the main road. From there, it was easy to walk back to my town. When I arrived, I was relieved but extremely tired. First, I went home. I knocked on the door, and my mom opened it. Daisy, what are you doing here? She asked coldly. Mom, they took me away and punished me. I was just allowed to leave. Please let me in. I said. I'm sorry, but we can't have anything to do with you anymore. You lied to us for too long, and quite frankly, I don't trust you anymore. She said while slamming the door in my face. I couldn't believe it. My own mother refused to accept me. She hadn't seen me for months, and she didn't even seem to miss me—not one little bit. I walked to my best friend Stephanie's house, thinking that maybe she would take me in. I rang the doorbell, and she opened the door. "Uh, Daisy," she said. "Stephanie, I'm so relieved to see you. After the wedding, they took me away, and I said she didn't even let me finish. Listen, I don't know who these people are. I don't even know who you are anymore." But what I do know for certain is that I don't want to have anything to do with any of it," she said. "Please, I have nowhere to stay. Would you please just let me stay here?" I pleaded. "No, it's too risky," she said, 
and she closed the door. None of my other friends or family accepted me. I felt like nobody cared about me and that I was all alone. I didn't know where to go. My last resort was to find Esme and ask her if she would take me in. She was at the tea shop, as usual. I walked in and explained my situation. She smirked. Well, actually, I knew you'd come here today. It's a special day because we plan to introduce you to the man you'll be marrying soon. His name is Benjamin. You can stay at his house tonight, she said. I can stay? Where? With who? I replied in utter shock and disbelief. Don't think about it too much. You agreed to this when you decided to join our little family. Didn't you read the fine print? Come on, let's go, she said as she got up. I had no choice but to follow her to her car. She drove for a few minutes until we turned up at my future husband's house. It was a really big house and I imagined that he was probably very wealthy. We walked to the door and it opened instantly. Welcome, we've been expecting you. I'm Pamela, a sour-faced middle-aged woman said while rolling her eyes. I assumed she was a maid or a servant, but it was quickly revealed to me that I was to be Benjamin's third wife. Nobody had explained to me in the past that polygamy was a completely acceptable practice in this cult. When I was finally introduced to Benjamin, I felt like digging a hole and burying myself. He was the ugliest man I'd ever seen in my life, and he had to be over 60 years old. I can't wait for us to get married. Uh, what's your name again? I, I can't wait to wake up to your beautiful face every morning, he said while taking my hand and caressing it. Yes, but until then you'll be sleeping over here, said the second wife. Her name was Matilda, and she was just as horrible as Pamela. She directed me to my bedroom, which wasn't too bad. Each wife has her own bedroom. Benjamin decides where he sleeps every night. It depends on his mood, but since you'll be the new one, I guess you'll get lots of attention at the beginning. You still have to listen to me and do as I say. You're my subordinate. Tomorrow, I expect you to be awake at five and you should have breakfast ready for everyone. If you make any mistakes, I have permission to punish you. And trust me, I will. She snapped and then she left me alone in my new room. Who did she think she was? It seemed like life just kept getting worse and worse. I was miserable in that house and I tried to occupy my mind with positive thoughts. I found out the name of the prison where they had taken Richard, and I began sending him letters. The first one went, Dear love of my life, I'm sorry that life is not going as we planned. I had something serious from you, and so did you. Although we kept secrets from each other, I hope that someday we will be able to talk and put our differences behind us. I promise to never be dishonest with you about anything ever again, and I'm hoping that you'll do the same for me. The truth is that I've never loved anyone like I've loved you, and I'd do anything for us to be back together again. Please write back. I miss and love you. I'd send a letter almost every week, but months passed and I never got a reply. I was about to give up hope when one week before my wedding to Benjamin, I received a letter from Richard asking me to come visit him at the prison because he had something important to discuss with me. I managed to sneak out of the house without Benjamin or his two wives noticing. When I saw Richard, it was like I fell in love all over again, despite his unkept state in his prison uniform. Daisy, I'm so glad to see you, he said. Really? Why did you take so long to answer me then, I asked. I'm sorry about that. All of my letters were confiscated for bad behavior, and they only recently gave them to me. I read all your letters, Daisy. Every single one, he replied. I explained my predicament, 
that very soon I'd have to marry a horrible man and become his third wife, that I needed an escape, but I had absolutely no idea what to do. Don't worry, my love. I'll find a way, he said, and then winked at me. Then our time was up, so I had to leave. As time continued, I felt more and more nervous. My new wedding was going to happen very soon. Everything had been planned. I had been fitted for my new dress, which I absolutely hated. The two awful wives, Pamela and Matilda, were going to be the bridesmaids. I had no friends to invite and my family had completely deserted me. I felt like I was preparing for my funeral, not my wedding. This marriage would certainly be the death of all my dreams and happiness. When the day finally arrived, I was escorted to the cult's meeting room where the wedding was going to take place. I was all dressed for the ceremony. Just as I began to cry because I thought that all hope was lost, I heard a loud crash and then saw a man on a motorcycle flying through the window. There was shattered glass everywhere and everyone looked terrified. Hop on, Daisy, the man said while lifting his helmet. It was Richard. I couldn't believe it. I got onto the back of the motorcycle and he sped away. I had been rescued. The joy I felt was unimaginable. I didn't even know that he could ride a bike. He drove for hours, only stopping once or twice to refill the tank. When we reached another state, we stopped for a final time and went to a motel. We pretended to be an ordinary couple on a random road trip, although everyone looked at me like I was crazy because I was still wearing my wedding dress. We were quickly given some keys and we went to our room so we could finally talk. Richard, how did you pull this off? And at the perfect moment too. How did you even get out of prison? I asked. I had some help from my friends, the same ones I committed those robberies with who were never found or arrested. They owed me for not stenching on them. I'm sorry I never told you about my double life. The truth is that I just wanted to have enough money to take care of us. If you're uncomfortable with me living that type of lifestyle, I'll stop. I'll get an ordinary job like everyone else, he said. I forgive you because I hid a lot from you too. The truth is that I joined the cult at a point in my life when I felt hopeless. And then I met you. I don't want anything to do with any of them ever again. They just want to destroy my life. We need to run far away though. Neither of us can risk getting caught, I said. I already have a plan, he smiled. The next day, we worked on changing our appearances. Richard dyed his hair, and I shaved mine off so I'd look like a guy. We also changed our names and got fake ID cards and passports. I couldn't believe how easy it all was. A few days later, when everything was organized, we got dressed and started step one of our mission. We needed to leave the country. We got back onto the motorcycle and just kept going until we crossed the border. There, we showed them our fake IDs, and they believed everything. We then journeyed to a remote village in the Amazon. Richard explained to me that life would be very different there, as we would not have most of the luxuries we were accustomed to. For one, there'd be no electricity or running water, but we would be fine because we had each other. When we arrived, the villagers were quite welcoming. The children were the most adorable. They all greeted us with hugs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We were given a simple hut, and it was mentioned to us that we should make ourselves comfortable. We couldn't speak to them because we didn't understand their language. How did they know we were coming anyway? How did you pull all of this off? This is the middle of nowhere, I said to Richard. I have my ways, darling, he smirked. We settled nicely into our new life. Richard learned how to hunt, and I learned the trade of the women in the village. I learned how to cook without a stove and how to take a bath in a river. After a few months of adjusting to this peaceful lifestyle, Richard had the cutest idea ever. Hey Daisy, he said, why don't we try have another wedding ceremony? I quickly agreed. We had a simple wedding near the river. The villagers sang, danced, and celebrated with us. I realized then that marriage was more about the love that you felt for a person, and it had nothing to do with all the hype and glamour. It's about your connection to the love of your life, and should never be a simple performance for the entertainment of other people.